Hey, what's up? It's Health Coach Lou, and thank you for listening to the Healthy Project Podcast. This episode has been sponsored by TheWonderSpray.com. See, The Wonder Spray is an incredible product for disinfection, deodorizing, first aid, wound healing, skin care, and allergy symptom relief. Go pick up a bottle at www.TheWonderSpray.com. Use the promo code CLFS and get free shipping off your first delivery. Again, that is www.thewonderspray.com, promo code CLFS, and get free shipping. All right, y'all. Thank you so much and enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Project podcast. I got a great guest in the building today. Um, No stranger to the show, actually one of my first guests, uh, Rhea. Hey, thank you so much for being on with me today. It's my pleasure, Corey. It's good to be back in season two. Season two. Yeah, man. So (laughs) for those who don't know who you were from the first, you know, season of the podcast, explain to us what you do and uh, what you've been up to. I am i i guess the black belt of of health coaching if you want to put it that way <laughs> there's 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 more that I, I i mean i do everything in terms of coaching training nutrition um the kinesiology aspect to it i do remedial massage i'm, I'm sorry my, my cat little kiki just <laughs> wants to be a part of the party um <laughs> so yeah, basically, there's not much I don't do. Anything to do with the body health, I, I'm fixing bodies, changing lives, mindsets, the, everything. Anything that's game-changing for a person in their life, it's like, what can I help with? How can we help you? Let's roll. Let's, let's, let's do it. Adding value wherever you can for, for a client. Yeah. So I have a clinic in a gym, um, so I'm kind of in between both. So it's, it's whatever person presents with on the day. So if we need to, you know, but we always, we always train. Oh, perfect. Right on. Right on. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're doing well. The big topic for today, you know, I know you are a, a huge basketball fan. I, I am as well. And I know it's been a few months since the documentary of uh, the Chicago Bulls and the last dance happened, but I really, I really wanted to get your thoughts on it. And I, I really believe there's a connection between Michael Jordan's mindset and how people approach their health and their life. Uh, good and bad. I mean, there's good and bad, right? So first, your thoughts on the documentary and when you watched it. I, firstly, about bloody time. <laughs> right? I mean, talk about prolonging you know, the doco on, on, on a superstar like Michael Jordan. Um, and I watched it probably, I finished it about two months ago, I think. It's probably been about two months. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah, brilliant. I, I love, I mean, obviously I'm a massive fan, you know, since I was a little girl. Um, he's the whole reason why I, I lived and breathed basketball from when I was a little kid to, I mean, I still love it now. So uh, he was the, the driving force for that. And, you know, a big reason why I had game, to be honest. Yeah. So everyone wanted to be like Mike. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know one person when I was a kid 
you know, and I grew up in Illinois. So, you you know, I was automatically uh, a Bulls fan. Mm-hmm. And having Michael on the team did not hurt my fandom at all. It just increased it dramatically. You're right. You Everybody wanted to do, like, after every game, I would go out to the basketball hoop and do the fadeaways, anything he was doing, all the crazy shots. And it was just, it was just, he was basketball. And, and for a large in my opinion, kind of still is in a way. I mean, there's LeBron, but, you know, Michael Jordan is a heavy name in basketball, for for sure. Yeah. Um, He's left his legacy, that's for sure. I mean, everyone's just tried to – everyone's everyone's a little bit of him, you know. It's just a a dose of him in their their game and their style and what they do, especially even with mine, you know, because he does, like you said, he does those fadeaways, he does those jump shots, and you're just like, I want to do that too. Yeah, Absolutely. And I think we all knew that he was, he had this kind of deep, intense mindset around winning, right? But the documentary really let us know kind of what, where he was at. There, there was, there was parts in there where, this is where I started when I was watching it. I was thinking like, wow, this is, if people were starting, if people would think like this around changing their life, we would have a lot of healthy people in this world. I mean, there was times where he was, he was talking about how he had to make up things in his mind to get an advantage over the team. And I could just, I was just thinking like, if we can just say, let's just say a general topic of of weight loss, not even, we're not even talking about diabetes or any kind of chronic disease, just weight loss. Mm -hmm. And we can have, a lot of the people that I see, and, I don't, and I would be, I'm curious about the mindset of the people that come to see you, it's always, the first is always everything they can't do. I, I can't do this because of X, Y, Z. Uh, I can't walk because I'm busy. Or I can't lift weights because I hurt my back 10 years ago. And it, I'm, it's all that. But if you were like, I'm going to destroy this workout because I'm not going to let my back defeat me or put yourself in this mindset of you're taking control and you're going to, you're going to give yourself the upper hand, man, the the things that people can do in their life. You you know what I mean? Like, so Mm -hmm. when, when he was talking about making up stories in his mind to get the upper hand on a player or some like like I thought that was just brilliant. It's not sound crazy to some people. Like you would make up something, but to me that was just that was brilliant. Yeah, definitely, I agree. Uh, and it's funny because when he when he speaks like that, I found myself resonating with a lot of what he said. You know, it's not like you're trying to bring the ugly out of people, but you're trying to bring fuel to the fire because that's that's the the, the biggest driving force is the why. It's the why you want to, you know, and you're speaking about weight loss. It's like how many times do people come see you and I and they're just like, ah, I just need to lose some weight and, you know, and everything will be about why do you want to lose weight? Why is that important? Because when right. they really hone in on these specifics, that that is the fuel to the fight to actually motivate themselves to keep to 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 do the work, to to make the nutritional changes, to do the exercise, to to actually schedule it in their day. Right. You know? Right. Right. And it, and it's just it can just be something little. I mean, I, I feel like when 
even professionals like ourselves, when we talk about mindset, right? And does it, and do you believe that it has to be something super dramatic? Like what, like if, if you're talking to a client and you're trying to, you, you see they have a mindset issue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it ne- doesn't necessarily have to be something, some huge dramatic change in their mindset. When you see that, you know, what, what do you, what do you want to do with that, that client? Like when you, when someone comes into you, like, like the example you just gave, it was like, yeah, I want to lose, I want to lose some weight, but they don't, they're not explaining their why, or maybe they don't know what their why is yet. You know, how do you, how do you work with a client like that to get them to understand, to get them to their why and to switch, to switch that mindset? I dig deeper. I I dig deeper because like you said, sometimes they don't actually know, but sometimes they do know and they don't want to say it out loud. So one it's, it's, you know, building that, that rapport and, and them feeling comfortable enough to disclose to us, like what their true desire really is, you know, it, losing weight. Why? Well, um, I want to, you know, I don't feel beautiful or I, you know, I'm, I'm single, I'm looking for a partner or, um, I want to be able to play with my kids or I'm worried I'm not going to be able to be, you know, see my, what, see my kids get married or, you know, or I'm sick. Like, you know, you and I right. see a lot of sick, really sick people and, and it's, it's chronic. It's built over many, many years and they might say, I just need to lose weight and I'll be fine. You know, but it's like, but deep down it's, I don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't want to have a fatty liver. I don't want to have to worry about having a heart attack next week. You know, that's, you got to really like, everybody's got a why, even if there's no, there's no small why for anyone. Everyone's why is important to them, regardless of how big or whatever it is, but that's, that's the, you know, you just got to dig deep. You do. You do. I, I like the example of, your why being this mountain, right? And your, your why at the top of the mountain. While you're going there, it's not going to be easy. You know, climbing a mountain, I've never done it, but I can assume it kind of sucks at some point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially something very important. It's a, a very, very long climb, hard, a lot of hard work that is involved. And to kind of bring that back to the last dance when when Michael Jordan was looking when he was preparing for the season to start he was preparing for a championship that was his why he wasn't preparing just to win the regular season right or to win a few games he was preparing yeah. to win that championship and i think people need to start thinking like that to keep you know putting their why their why is that is that championship, and what you do to get there is important. It's going. It's not going to be fun. Uh, I mean, there there is a part in the documentary where, you know, Michael was just getting at at teammates, just just getting at them. It's, people didn't really like it, you know what I mean. Yeah. And, and there's going to be times in your journey to your why or to your goal, you're not going to like it. You know what I mean? But you just, you keep going and you, you keep pushing through and you don't make excuses, um, which can be easy. And I under, and I understand, right? Like I understand wanting 
I mean, I do it till this day. Like I can, I can ha- I have a great excuse for everything I don't want to do. <laughs> you know, what I mean? <laughs> we all do. We all do. <laughs> we, we all do. Sure. But you know, when you understand what your, what your why is, like you were saying, Rhea, and you know, your, your goal is to get to that why into that championship, everything you do in the middle is going to feel so much better. Once you get there, once you get to the top of that mountain, you realize everything that you overcame and you accomplished is going to feel so good. It just doesn't, just doesn't feel that way while you're going through it. For sure. You know, and it's the, the best analogy I've ever heard for um, how people feel when they're, when they're off track or off course. And it's like the ebbs and flows of the heart, you know. It's like even our heartbeat is not straight it's not linear. <laughs> right. Our heartbeat ain't <laughs> so if our heartbeat isn't linear, then why do we expect that our results are going to be or that, you know, the direction we're going is meant to be? And that's why the focus, like you said, is on the top of the mountain of the why. Um, you know, and even to take that that deeper, like Michael Jordan, I mean, he's an ex- he's an extraordinary example because he had such high aspirations and expectations of himself. And, you know, and that's why even Tim Grover like refers to him as the cleaner. Like he has that champion mindset where he is um, he is, he's lifting everyone around him for his own benefit. Um, even though he, they, he knows it will rub off on them too. Like that's such a grander scale than us in everyday life. Like, you know, um, not everyone is, is that way driven, but elements of that will trickle down to, to the everyday person, right? Because a lot of people, I think, get very deterred from thinking about the top of the mountain. They're like, well, that's way too high. That, yep. That's, whoa, I'm not, not, and that's too far away. And, that's, it's, and then it, it seems impossible. But when you, when you break it down into seasons, and into minutes of your game, then then you start to be like, all right, first quarter I've I'm playing five minutes, and then you know so that I have to give that five minutes my all, and then right. it's like then you play your second your second quarter, and then it's like you you think you got to break it down like everybody else who's not Michael Jordan, you know, has to think a little bit more strategically in a sense like I need to break it down and see exactly the steps that I need to take because Michael Jordan was such a visionary like he just he already acted as if he'd already achieved the goal and and that's that in itself is a skill yeah yeah i do i I like first of all i like what you said that's that is that is very very powerful in the sense of not everybody's michael jordan is going to have that mindset so if you can break down your your mindset into minutes played or or into seasons that is a lot more doable, still effective, but a lot more doable for a lot of people. You know, you know what I mean? Like not, not everybody, not everybody's Michael Jordan. So, so driven. And I guess that's, that is the, the coach's job to realize that or to understand that about their, about their client. Uh, Because if, if you don't and you, you know, and you know, as, as a coach, you do have, you know, a lot of influence over how people, will um go about their day or set their goals or you know you know what i mean and if you're yeah if you're setting you know you have to be the coach you have to be phil jackson you know if you're setting a michael jordan bar you want to have that rub off on them but you got to understand that hey this player is not going to um react well to how something michael will do or someone else, or scotty or somebody else will do so i have to break it down differently same same goal 
but it just has to be broken down differently for them. Yeah. And and that's where Phil Jackson, I mean, what an amazing coach. Oh, like, my gosh. Sensational. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've, I've read his his biographies and, and how how he thinks and how he approached it, and I really resonate with, with his with the way that he coached the team because he just took things so left field, you know, and he made them trust him and trust the process, you know, and it's exactly like what you and I were just talking about just then is it's why am I doing this? Like, you know, he did things like <laughs> turn the lights off, you know, turn the lights off in the stadium and, and in the dark, like, well, we're never going to play in the dark. Why are we, why are we doing this? This is stupid. Right. But, you know, the thing that I have to, again, continue to, to remind you know, my, my clients and the people that I work with is you got to trust the process. Do you trust me? Right. Then you got to trust the process. Like, that's why you're here. Like, that's why they, you know, they seek the guidance of people who, who know how to get them to the goal faster, right? To get them yes. to the goal the right way and to the way that they, you know, because people are impatient nowadays. If you want to get there faster, then, you know, you need to find the Michael Jordan or you need to find the person that's doing it and that's done it. Um, and then that person helps raise everybody else up to their level. Yes. Yeah. I think this is a very good point for other, if there are other coaches or health educators that are listening to this or watching this right now is as a coach and the influence that you have, even though, you know, I try to take the, um, I try to, you know, the, the patient is in control Right. I, I am I'm doing a little dance with them to, you know, it's it's their life. They're in control. But you have to understand that even though the care is client centered or patient centered, you are the expert. Right. So you are creating that game plan. And if they don't trust that game plan, they're not going to do it. So if you can't give. You can't give. Steve Kerr, Michael Jordan game plan and think it's just, it's going to work out. Right. Yeah. But you also have to like, like Phil, you got to get, I feel like Michael Jordan is a great example for a client that wants to change, but um, wants to do it their way. Right. Because in the beginning um, when they were talking about Phil Jackson, when to bring over the triangle offense, yeah. Mike was like, why? I get the ball all the time. I'm not doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. But you got to have that. He had that faith in his coach. Right. So he's like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not with it, but let's, let's see what, let's see what happens. And they started winning a lot. Yeah. And then, yeah. then it, then it clicked. Then he understood. And with a coach, you know, you have to set a game plan and you got to get that trust from your from your client because if they don't trust what you're saying that's why whenever i am meeting with a with a patient and i give them a game plan what i what i think i make sure i give them the why of why i think this will work for them because if you just say hey i just want you to do this and, mm-hmm. and it'll be great they'll be like well but I've, I've tried that before it didn't work even though they probably tried it for a week or, or, or something, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but if you don't break it down to them and, and the why you're, you want to do this game plan, they're not going to do it. Cause they're not going to understand it. And if they do it, if they do it, this is, this is what, this is what's bad. And I've done this many, many years ago. I've learned my lesson. 
I would give a game, a game plan to a, a client, not explain it very well. Right. And then they would, they would try it because they saw me as the expert, right? Cause they came to me they saw me as the expert. It didn't work for them. Right. They, they pro- and they probably didn't do it all the way or they did it for a couple of days and it didn't work. And then the trust was gone. Yeah. We started skipping calls. I wasn't hearing them as often. And this, and I knew it. I, I was like, man, they, they, and I can tell they didn't understand what I was trying to do for them, but I was yep. a young coach. I didn't really understand how to get them to understand or to ev- evoke those questions out of them to get this so they can tell me, Hey, I, I don't get this. You know what I mean? Or stuff like that. Yep. Now I do and things a lot better, but as a young coach, you know, you have to get your team to understand you and to trust you. That is very important. Would you agree? A hundred percent. Yeah. What you're saying is absolutely critical. And, and I, I was, before you even spoke about it, I was thinking it in my mind because it's, it's not just their why it's, it's the why, like, why is this going to work? They have to really like believe in the process, you know, like Michael Jordan, he didn't believe that, that that play was going to make that big a deal. Right. Right. It's like, come on, like, come on. I've been playing like this long. I don't need this. Um, I don't need this, you know, but it just, that, that itself highlights that someone of an elite level still can get a lot of value from someone again, lifting them up to the next level, which is why, you know, I, I still invest in myself and in mentors to lift me, to continue to lift me as I continue to lift others. Yeah. I've been seeing you've been doing a lot of that. That's awesome. It's never ending. I'm, you know, forever a student and, and, and I love teaching what I learn and, and that's how I grow and that's how I lift others up around me. But um, to, to add on to what you were saying, I absolutely have that same experience, you know, that the failures were the ones you were like, oh, if I only just did it that way, like I really didn't get through to them or, you know, and it's hard to not like get down on yourself about it because, you know, we want to help everyone. We want to put like our little superhero cape on yes. and be like, I'm going to help everyone. But <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you've, you, one, they, they have to trust you enough to listen to you to let you to explain why what we believe this intended plan is, that, we, that we lay out for them is going to work. And then they have to be on board with that. And they'll be like, yeah, pump, let's do this. Yeah, because that that responsibility, I like. I'll say to them, like, look, I'll give you all of the tools you need, but it's on you. Like, yeah. you you have to execute. Like, if I give you this and you do nothing, you'll get nothing. Right, right, and and yes, there, there's a there's a there's a responsibility they have. It's not all on the coach. You know what I mean? I you know you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you you definitely have to set them up for success. Like that is, that is your job of saying, like you said, you can give them all the tools, but they got to put in the work. They, they have to believe that that work they're putting in is going to have a positive outcome. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's a work so, with process. It's a work yes, with. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know what, you know, let, let's talk about your mindset a little bit, Rhea. You know what, um, what things do you, I know you do a lot of, um, investment in yourself. And that's great. That's a great mindset tool. I wish I did more of it. I do a little bit, but definitely not on the scale that you are. I'm, I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> um, what are some things that you feel like are beneficial to 
keeping your mindset at a top level? Continually setting goals. Um, and if there is a, is the, is the big hairy audacious goal as they call it, you know, the top of the mountain and, and that's your one thing, um, build, reverse engineer down from that basically mm. and, and break it down into actionable steps because the problem is, well, the biggest problem I've even found with myself is I want to do everything. And then sometimes you do nothing because you haven't actually like made that action plan, even with yourself and scheduled it in, you know, like you yeah. and I, we had yeah. to schedule it in to, to, to speak, you know, or in different time zones and, you know, you got to schedule in that workout and like, yeah, that's the, the biggest thing for me is was realizing the impact and the importance of making time because the biggest complaint for me, you know, or my excuse is I don't have time. Right. And, and I got to call myself on my own BS sometimes and be like, we all have the same hours in the day, Ria. Like, just quit making excuses, lock it in, get it done. And, you know, and that's how I've been able to excel in, in all of the areas that I focus on. Cause I don't just focus on my business or my training. Like I, there are a lot of different elements to my life that are important to me. And, you know, and even it's making time for family. Um, like you got to look after all of the little areas of your life and, and make sure you're not leaving anyone or anything behind because that that's a thorn in your side, really. Mm-hmm. If, if, you know, if you're thinking, oh man, I really wish I had time to, you know, catch up with that friend. It's like, well, make time, pick up the phone, call that person. You know, if anything we've learned from COVID, it's like life is too short. Like I went to a funeral today, you know, and it's like you make time for it. You know, you make time, you go and you, and it it really makes you think and reflect about life and how short it really is. Yeah. To really make the time to chase and go after what you want because the last thing you want to do is have regret of what you wish you would have done. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That, that is one of, um, one of the things that I'm starting to learn and realize more as I, um, look to improve my mindset more than it, than it was is what you're, what you're saying. There's, we have, we have time, but, it seems like we we can, not everybody, but, and I'm just speaking for myself, um, I can say I'm too busy, right? But when I reflect on my day, was I sitting watching ESPN for 45 minutes? Like, what could I have done in that 45 minutes that was maybe productive? But what, I, what I've noticed for me that has improved my productivity is not necessarily scheduled, you know, quiet time, but having a quiet, I mean, it, having a quiet time to really think about what my goals for the day are. That's why, that's why I get up early. Like I, I do work out and during that workout, during my exercise time, that hour I have, I don't even, I don't listen to music. I think about what I'm going to do today and how I've, Started with the win. I got up and I got to that. I got to the gym. I already started. I started my day winner. That's how I see it. I won already. Yeah. Right. That's so awesome. how do I keep, how do I keep winning? And that is my, even though it sounds crazy to some people, how, cause the gym, 
the, the gym in the morning here, empty. There is like nobody there. So it's really, really nice, but there's music going there. You can hear mm-hmm. things, but like, it's almost like a game day for me. Once I'm locked in there, I hear nothing. Just my, just my thoughts. So I'm not sitting and being quiet, but like, I, it's just like, it's my, it's my time to really get my day going. You know, yep. you know what I mean? And that has been, 100%. that has been so beneficial for me. You know what I mean? Like just, just really just focusing in on what I'm trying to accomplish for today, how I want to be the best coach for the patients I'm going to see that day, how I want to improve in other aspects of my life and how I'm going to do that. And I do that in my exercise routine slash quiet time, you know, and it's, it's beneficial for everybody to have, for everybody to have something like that, you know, to have a moment in your day where you're, planning your day where you're strategizing where you're figuring out what you're going to do because if you you go into your day without a plan it makes it easier for those moments where you do sit down and just do nothing right because because we can it's it's a such a fast-paced world like you were like you were saying earlier it can seem like when you're sitting down you may feel like you're busy. I mean, it's, it's like, man, you, you sit down and watch TV and you're like, man, I can't go do that. I got, I got so much other stuff I got to do, but you're just sitting, <laughs> you're just sitting down or watching TV. And it just kind of, it just kind of sneaks up on you. You don't even realize it. There are times where I could be doing something. I don't even realize I'm, I'm just, I'm doing nothing. <laughs> I don't even realize it. Um, so that leads but to sometimes my. Sometimes that's okay too. Sometimes that's okay. Yeah, sometimes exactly. that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yes, that's a very a very good point. Um it's it's so it's sometimes it's okay. And but in my mind, if you know, for and I'm just speaking for me, I don't want to speak for anybody else. If I have if I'm climbing my mountain to my why, right? Whatever, and I feel like I have multiple whys, like why did I start the podcast? Why am I doing why am I seeing patients? Why you, there there are different things that I am doing, which can, which leads to like a time where I need to just sit and chill. <laughs> like uh, I might be doing too much, right? For sure. But during that time, if if I am, if I'm trying to stay focused on my mindset and really achieve these goals, um, sitting down and doing nothing's not going to help that. Right. So I almost have to schedule times in my day where I can do that. So I don't feel that anxiety because when I, when I started doing coaching um, before I became, before I started working in a a clinical uh, setting and I was just seeing, seeing clients, you know, privately, I had no, I had no schedule. I had no routine. I had no game plan and it was so stressful. You know what I mean? Like it was just, it was just very stressful. Um, so being able to organize myself um, was great. Was a great starting plan point for my for my mindset, right? So now, now I feel, I, and I'm a planner. I have to plan things. I ha- like that's just how I work. Like it has to be planned. It's like I have to plan quiet time so I can feel good about taking it. <laughs> 
you know, like, cause so when I want, when I say just sitting down doing nothing, like if, if it was not planned, then I then like, like, okay, I'm just wasting my time. And, and then that anxiety, <laughs> then that anxiety yeah. comes. So, but yeah, so the, you know, the next question I have, you know, Rhea is we have this positive, you know, look at Michael for his mindset, but there are times where this, that mindset can have a negative impact um, on yourself or people around you. Um, what are your, you know, what do you think, I just, I just want your thoughts. Like, what do you think about the, the negative sides of a mindset like that? I found it really interesting to hear people's reactions to that in as part of the, the doco um, because people were just like, ah, oh, what a jerk. Right. Oh, I can't believe he, <laughs> you know, and like, oh, I used to really look like it actually put a dampen on his image for a lot of people. Um, and I've, I found that really, really fascinating. Um, but I, I, I guess it's because people just don't always resonate or connect with just how driven he really was. And he, he was willing to do anything and whatever it took to get there. And he didn't care who, who got hurt or who couldn't keep up. He was like, this is the ride that I'm going on. Um, if, if you want to be there with me, then like, this is how it's going to be. Um, and the week will, will fall off. You know, the weak will not be able to to survive the ride of someone that strong and that driven. Right. And I I understand that to a degree because, you know, I'm not comparing myself to MJ, of course, but like I I have that same drivenness, you know, throughout my life. It's like, you know, I, I had my mindset on chasing this certain career and I moved but I was in a relationship, but then I was like, look, I'm moving. Like, Hey, if you want to come along for the ride, like this is where we're going. Um, and it's, I kind of was like that, but, and, and that can be seen negatively because, you know, I, I'm highly competitive. This is why I can't play social basketball because I'm way too competitive. <laughs> I will hurt myself because I, I just want to win. Like I have that. I just give every, I, I'm not a half kind of like I'm all in you know I'm so (laughs) with you oh man (laughs) I was just talking about this the other day that like I I the worst I will I will walk off a court if I don't feel like people are playing to win like if you're just (laughs) out there just playing around you just want to have a good time yeah no I'm trying to destroy you. Like I want, I want yeah. to, I don't want to win. I, we're not winning anything. It's like, we're getting paid for this, but that's just how I approach the game. And yeah. I will, I'm not joking. You, I will walk off. If I feel like nobody's taking it serious, <laughs> I'm like, I'm done. Like I'm, I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, right? Cause that like, that'll piss people off. Like yes. that, like what you and I are like that. Like I, I, Got cleaned up on a layup. Two defenders cleaned me up. I, I I landed awkwardly. I wrecked both my ankles. One was sprained. One was hurt. I could barely walk. But as I was like, as they were taking me off, and I was like, no, no, I'm doing my free throws. They're like, sit down. I was like, no, they're my free throws. You know, um, but like people don't get it. 
and I and I totally respect and understand that now. And I also understand that sometimes some people really can't handle that kind of energy. Um, you know, I've I've had to learn, you know, that that um, like people close to me, I don't quite like that side of me so much. Mm. If that makes sense, yeah, like a little bit too highly competitive or a bit too driven. You know, I just get to like eh, turn the dial down a little bit, but like inside, that's still how I'm wired. But right. but I, I I respect that that's that that actually makes some people feel quite uncomfortable. So I think that that's probably why a lot of people reacted quite negatively to his uh, drive because they see him like you know I mean yeah he was he was speaking badly to some of the people and making them you know not feel great. Like it's not that's that's. I can't do that, but right. like, but that's what he did because that's his his desire to get to where he wanted was just so huge that he just he bulled out bulldozed anyone down that was in his way. Right, right, and yeah. you know when I saw that part of him, I didn't have any reaction Be- because like I remember growing up going to the park to play ball and being the. I was always picked to play because my brother, I had an older brother and he would always pick me. Right. But I would get destroyed. You know what I mean? Like they weren't taking it easy on me because my brother was there and I was younger. They wanted to win and I would get destroyed. They would make fun of me. You know, not, not too much. Cause my brother was there. He wouldn't play. Yeah. You know, you, 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 suck. <laughs> you know, just, you know, just normal stuff. Yeah. And, but I kept coming at him. I kept coming at him and I didn't stop. So then it got to the point to where I earned their respect. Yeah. Like, oh, a, a little Courtney, my brother's name is Courtney. So I was little Courtney. A little, a little Courtney got, you know, Courtney a little good. Little Courtney's good. And it, yeah. they always knew I was good, but they mm-hmm. didn't want to see where, where my heart was. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Was I was I going to start crying and not want to play, you know what I mean, yep. or was I just going to take it and keep and keep mm-hmm. going at them? And mm-hmm. I think that's where Michael got a bad rap. Was he was like he even said when you're playing against the the Detroit Pistons, they're not going to hug you or hold your hand. They're going to punch you in the face. So yeah. if you can't take what I'm saying to you in practice, how are you going to take that against the Detroit Pistons? And he was trying to understand who was going to, who wants to win. Yeah. Right? So yeah. it's like, there's going to be times where you just, the, the personalities aren't going to fit well, but you got to have the same say, you got to understand that there's, there's a goal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, Rhea may be a little too competitive, but <laughs> I, I understand where she's at. And that may not be, you know, someone else that may not be me or whoever, but we have the same, we have the same goal. So I'm going to let her do her thing. I will do my thing. And I am going to let Rhea know that I, I'm, I'm here to, to make this happen. You know what I mean? I think that's just what Michael was trying to do is, Hey, who what, who wants to win? You know what I mean? It's tough love. It's tough love. Yeah. It's like, you know, that's, I mean, that's what I feel we need to do in our, in our daily practice is, is deal that tough love. Because if we don't, then, then we, we run the risk of, of, you know, them leaving and going, ah, uh, you know, like we, we really got to give them that tough love to make, to implant with them 
like this is why it's, this is why you need to do this and this is the why and like and to bring it back to basketball like it that i mean smack talk that happens all the time right like that yeah. happens in the court pros doesn't matter what level you know and i think what i didn't realize growing up was my little cousin who was about 9 years younger than me like you know because i love ball so much so he's like all right, here's the ball. Now this is how we're going to play. And I, I, I taught him <laughs> you know, and I wanted to be, him to be good. And I didn't realize how much I pushed him. Um, I thought we were just playing for fun. I loved it. So I lived and breathed basketball, but you know, then he learned to live and breathe it. And he says, obviously it was a, a big reflection on, on how on me, because I was an influence in his life. I taught him how to play. I'd make him shoot and do it again and shoot and do it yeah. again and do that drill again, do it again do it again, you know, until like he got really good and like, and he actually almost got drafted into college ball over in the U S from Australia, oh, wow. which is a, is a pretty big deal. Um, you know, and he, he said, I owe it to you. And I was like, wow. Like I actually didn't even realize I, you know, I, I was just sharing my passion with him. Right. Um, and that it, it, it became such a passion for him. And, and even to this day, he still coaches, like he still loves the sport. Like, unfortunately he didn't quite make it. And that really was a, a crushing moment for him. Um, but he still loves it. We still, we can still, you know, connect over it and, and now he's coaching other young kids. So it's fantastic. Yeah. And you know what? And as you were saying that it brought up a, a, a thought and it's that when you're, when, when you're coaching someone and you're pushing them and it may seem like you're being mean, but if you're coming from a good place, they're going to appreciate that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like your, like your nephew, you, you probably were pushing him more than any little kid has ever been pushed to play basketball before, but it took him to another level. And he realizes that he's like, man, if I wouldn't have had you, he probably wouldn't have even had a shot to play somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't have developed those skills. So like, as, as a coach or a trainer or, or whatever, um, I feel like you can give some tough love if it's coming from the right place. Like a place you, of love. A, a place, place of love. Because they gotta understand your your client has to understand, hey, just as bad as you want to meet your why, I want that just as much as you do. Like and they I, they have to truly understand that you like you want that too. Um and if they're having a bad week or a bad month or they're just not doing something, you got to let them know in a professional way. Like, you just be like, you, you, can't, you just can't be like, you suck. Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> you can't, you can't have that kind of mentality, but you got to be able to, you just can't be the good, nice coach all the time. You got to have a mixture of, hey, this is what you're doing, but you know, this is what we, you know, how can we improve this? What do you think we can do to improve this? Like there, there are things that need improvements. They're trying to change their life. They're not going to do it right all the time. I don't do everything right all the time. You know what I mean? You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, but if they understand it's coming from a place of love and just not out of anger, you're not just really just being, just being a pain in the butt. They're going mm-hmm. to appreciate that down the road. Yeah. Exactly. And I really try to be fully transparent with my clients about exactly that. I'm human too. You know, I, I mess up, I make excuses and things, but it's learning to recognize 
and pull yourself up on it and fix it and do better and learn from that and not go down the the rabbit hole in the opposite direction. It's like make the mistake, learn from it and move forward, you know, pick it up because we are creatures of habit. It's like if we can, you know, if we continually beat ourselves down for like, oh man, I didn't do that thing or like, oh, I messed up my, my, you know, my, I don't want to call it diet really, but like, you know, I, I ate that one thing and then like, yeah, well, don't worry about it. I'll just eat everything. Now I've messed it up the whole, everything's screwed, you know? And it's like, well, you messed up one time. right? (laughs) Right. Right. Like, come on. Give yourself, cut yourself some slack. It's not an excuse to go on a binge. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's like, like right. I too, I like cake. I like, you know, I like nice, Absolutely. you know, treats as well. Like, but I, I don't eat it all weekend. I don't have a, a cheat day. I don't believe in a cheat day or a cheat weekend or anything like mm-hmm. that. I believe in, in treating myself to a nice, you know, what wouldn't be, really nutritionist nutritional so should i say um to eat but hey look live enjoy if that's what you want to eat you know eat it every now and then but don't do it every day yeah i mean exactly it goes back to i did a post about being being mindful a Mm. few a few days ago and that's kind of what you know that's what I'm, i'm thinking like you can you can still enjoy yourself but be mindful of how you're you're doing. I have people come into my office that I that I see monthly, right? Just once a month check in. Mm-hmm. And they'll tell me, I did awful. I did awful, Corey. I'm like, you know, tell me about it. What's going on? Well, a few weeks ago, you know, we had, you know, we had friends over and I, I just I I had way too much good food. All right. You know, I had some dessert and I'm like so one day out of the month is determining how well you did. Like, like, like we got to take, we got to chill out a little bit on this. Like people feel like they have to be perfect. And there's, there's, a, there's a mental part of this where, Hey, you have to be mindful of, I can, I can enjoy this day and know that this, this lifetime of improvement, like your health and wellness is a lifetime improvement. Like there's no, there's no end. Like, Hey, by 2025, that's, that's how long I got before I gotta, you know, I gotta get to my goal. Like you're, you're constantly improving yourself. Like you gotta, this is a, a long-term deal here. So having cake or having a good time every, every now and then, and but still sticking to, you know, a proper eating plan it's okay. Like it's, just, it's, it's, it's okay. Like it's not going to determine if you win or lose, you know what I mean? Like bringing it back to basketball. If you, if you lose, if you lose one game, doesn't mean you don't win the championship. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, we lost, like we're done. You know what I mean? Cause I mean, what the bulls that, that last season, you know I mean, they, I know I can tell you they lost more than one game but they didn't think they were out of, you know, they didn't think they were done. You, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's a forever game. You know, this is health and wellness improvement stuff, man. And having enjoy yourself, but also understand when you need to stop enjoying yourself too much, too much 
you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Cake so on you're a, right on the money. Yeah. yeah. With the, with the mindfulness. And I've been trying to drive like awareness, you know, because it's like, mm. obviously I, I, as with you, like we talk about nutrition, but I, I have the training aspect. So I'm trying to really help people connect their mind to their body and, and, and learn it because most people aren't connected to their body. They're really, right. you know, what do you mean? I have to like, Oh, is that, that how I fix, you know, posture is, is, is really terrible. And, and nowadays, and, and people are yeah. walking around quite tight um, and quite uncomfortable and that's, and they've just accepted it to be their normal um, with me in, in my clinic. That's, uh, that's not acceptable. That's, that's not the normal in, in where, where I, you know, on my level. And like I said, I try to raise everybody up and it's like, you no longer find that acceptable. Right. It's like, right. like the awareness of like, you're, you can barely walk because, you know, your feet or your knees or your uh, aching your hips. And it's like, what are you going to do about that? Right. You know? Right. It's, it's, a, it's a, like you said, it's a whole thing. Like it's awareness of your body. It's awareness of your mindfulness, what you're putting into your body. You know, I, I respect and love myself so much so that I, you couldn't pay me to eat junk food. Like there would, like you couldn't pay me. Like I, w- I couldn't do it. I think I like I would feel physically ill if I had to eat junk food at this point because I understand I break the breakdown of what's in it so much. It's almost like like it, it would be disrespectful to myself to do that, and that's that's why it's important for us to help people understand that it's like, look, okay, you, you got to eat the good foods because that gives you the nutrients and the vitamins and, and, you know, the macros and the, everything that we need to get in in the daily life to perform. But just understand that by putting in these other things, this is how it's also, this is going to affect your performance. You know, it's almost right. like how people like, you know, alcoholics and, and people who take recreational drugs, it's like there's the come down to that. It is the same thing to sugar and saturated fats. There's like I was actually quite mindful today of what I ate because I knew I was going to have a very lo- like long day today. Um, and like I said, with the funeral in the middle of it and, and, and speaking with you, I wanted to make sure that I was still going to be able to be affluent and to be able to engage and connect with you um, as best as I could, knowing that my output for the day was going to be quite extreme. So I was actually really mindful of what I put in my body. I made sure I didn't eat anything that would disrupt my, my ability and, and my, my thinking, because their foods make you, it make your mind foggy. Like, you know, yeah. you could even overdo it with the coffee, right? Like you and I, we love our coffee, yeah. right? But you can also overdo it to the point where you're just like, and you're like, what are you even like, you're, you're, you're too far gone. Like that's, you know, yeah. so you gotta, it's finding like what, what fuels work for you because like, I'm very, um, you know, sensitive to, to caffeine. Right. I love it, but I, I can't have too much of it because then it, it tips me over too far the other way. Um, and then there are certain foods that I know if I eat it, I'm going to I I'm slow. Like, right. Time slows down, but not in a good way, because you feel kind of like dumb. <laughs> right. so it's it's yeah, it's, it's a whole game changing like thing to to realize that it's it's everything. And you have control over of all of these things if you allow yourself to learn and to be part of the the process. Um, and that's why like, yeah, as, as cheesy as it sounds, like I'm, my business is all about wellness and performance because it is, it's all, it's everything, right. you know, it's the mind, body, soul connection. Like 
how you said, getting up in the morning, you know, our last chat was about what my morning routine was at that stage and filling your cup first and how important it was for, for yeah. us to fill our cup first so that we can overflow and, and fill up everybody else's along the day, you know. And it's so true. Like it, it's invigorating to, to be able to start your day on that kind of level. Absolutely. Absolutely. Rhea, you know, um, thank you so much. How about we leave the people with, we gave them a lot in this episode. Um, what's one thing that somebody who doesn't even think about their mindset, right? Someone's listening to this right now and they're like, I need, they're, they're now just thinking, I need to change how I approach my life or I need to change how I approach my day or my diet or my exercise. Um, what's, what's one, one mindset change that someone can make to get them going to approach their, their why and to, and to improve their life? What's one thing that you've learned from your coaching and uh, from the things that you're doing to improve yourself? What's one simple thing people can, uh, can start with? I think if people, if, if someone is really struggling to find out what their why actually is, I think it's important to get get pen to paper. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like sometimes it's just a matter of doing a brain dump and just going, what is it that I want? Write it down. And then once you start like visually seeing it on paper and you're just like, oh, actually it looks, I see a common theme going on here. You know, it's like, I want to get fit. Um, I like, I, I want to feel strong and I, and, and grow muscle. It's like, oh yeah. And that burns fat too. Oh, actually that's pretty cool. And then that means I'll also get this goal and I'll, I'll, I'll be able to wear a bikini when I go on that holiday, you know, eventually. And, uh, and all that, you know, it's, you, you just lay out what you want and just dump it on a piece of paper and it doesn't have to be fancy, but at least if you can see some sort of pattern, then you can start to dissect and, and figure out what a, what a, what a why is and then put plans towards it. Yeah. That's probably like the most basic, easiest thing you can do like right now. If you know, obviously if you're driving, don't do it right now, but you know, I'll pull over, um, <laughs> you know, if you're inspired to go do it. But I mean, the biggest thing to think about is, is like, if you know what you want and you're not doing it, the biggest thing to think about is how are you going to feel if you don't ever do it? Yeah. Yeah. What, what's that, 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 and that's a, I'm thinking that right now, like I'm, and I can feel that. And it's like, Oh, like yeah. it's such a downer. Right. Yeah. So that, yeah, that. that. <laughs> it's deep, man. I can, I feel, as I say it, I feel it. And I'm like, Oh, it, feel, it feels, you feel that in your soul and you're just like, and it's like, it's, it's a deep regret. Yes. And that, that in itself, you know, should, should be to, to not feel like that. It's today, the now is the time to yeah. to commit to yourself that you're going to make a change. Yep. And we're going to drop the mic right there. That was that was great. <laughs> hey, Rhea, thank you so much uh, for your time this morning for me. Um, what uh, for those people who are listening, you know, and they want to connect with you, where can they where can they find you? Um, pretty easy to find. I'm on uh, Remus Deezer on Facebook, uh, Coach Remus Deezer on Instagram. I'm also on LinkedIn, Twitter, and all of that fun stuff. Um, Fitseek Wellness and Performance on Insta, and uh, Fitseek Australia on Facebook. And 
www.fitseek.com.au is my website. So I'm pretty easy to find. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much, Rhea. Um, Everyone, thank you for listening. I will holler at you later.